Hi, Joyful Health friends. In today's episode, I talk with Joyful Health coach and registered dietitian, Megan Becker, about a very common question we hear, which is, how do I know if I'm at a healthy weight? We go deep to uncover the research on weight and health and the underlying drivers of weight and a desire to change ours. We hope you'll find this episode helpful in your own journey. If you need more support with this, as always, make sure to check out our 12-week Joyful Health course at joyfulhealth.co forward slash course. Okay, let's get into the episode. Welcome to the Joyful Health Show. I'm Aubrey, registered dietitian. And I'm Casey, personal trainer. And together, we're here to help you discover joyful health by grace. Hi, friends, and welcome to this week's episode of the Joyful Health Show. Today, I am so excited to get to talk with my friend and um, co-Joyful Health coach, Megan Becker. Megan is a registered dietitian that focuses on grace on a grace-rooted approach to health and intuitive eating. Her goal is to empower individuals to make beneficial, lifelong behavior changes that will positively impact their overall well-being and foster a healthy relationship with food, body image, and most importantly, their creator. Megan holds a master's degree in public health nutrition from the University of Minnesota and a bachelor's degree in nutrition and food science from Wayne State University in Detroit, Michigan. Um, So in addition to her coaching through Grace Rooted Nutrition, Megan also supports the Joyful Health Co. and the Kirsten Hagland Foundation's virtual transitional living program. So she is a busy, active lady, um, but she just has such a heart for you guys. And that's why we're honored to have her as a coach and excited to um, get to talk to her today about this topic. So welcome, Megan. Thank you. So excited to talk about our topic today. Yeah. And okay, let's introduce the topic. (laughs) Um, So today we're talking about how to find your healthy weight or how to know you're at your healthy weight. So if you're listening to this and um, you've been around for a while, you might be wondering, wow, we're going to talk about weight, really? Um, Because you probably know that at Joyful Health Co., we believe that focusing on weight is often unhelpful and sometimes even harmful to our overall health and well-being. Um, So why, why are we talking about weight today? One is because this is a question we receive over and over, um, especially in those podcast surveys or some iteration of it. And we would be doing a disservice to not discuss it. We want to meet you guys where you're at. Um, We see Jesus meeting with us right where we're at. Um, He met with people in order to call them out to something better. He went out of his way to go to Samaria, a place where Jews typically avoided to meet an outcast woman at a deserted well in the heat of the day so that he could give her a drink that would satisfy her hunger for good. So that's what we want to do. We want to talk about this issue that's um, very real in many of our lives um, and many of your lives. And it's deeply tangled up. These weight concerns are really deeply tangled up with our cultural understanding of health. So we get it. I want to hear Megan's story here and experience with this a little bit. Um, But I know that like for myself, I obviously grew up in the same world as everyone else listening to this podcast. 
Um, And I used to view certain weight ranges as healthy and others as unhealthy. And I did feel a need to control my weight as a means to stay healthy. That's just what I'd been told um, all of my life. But as I discovered research that kind of shook these assumptions and started working with real people, I continued to see that weight and health are not the same thing and that weight loss does not need to happen for one to grow in health. So if you're here and you've even been told all your life that your larger body weight has caused or will eventually cause disease, um, the research shows that our health behaviors are actually what dictate our overall health, not our body weight. We talk a lot about these practices throughout our episodes, and we'll definitely mention some here. But it's also worth noting that at Joyful Health, we believe health goes even deeper than weight and even deeper than the right health behaviors. Um, We believe it extends to having a heart and a mind rooted in God's truth and in His grace and to receiving that shalom peace that is freely ours in Christ Jesus. So you're going to hear us talk about health behaviors um, as opposed to focusing on weight throughout this episode but, episode, but please keep in mind that even health behaviors only go so far, right? We have to be rooted in grace, which is perfect because Megan's business name is Grace Rooted. <laughs> we love that. So Megan, why don't you... Um, Can you kind of share your experience personally, just growing up in a world that associated weight with health and, and how you kind of um, transitioned away from that? Yeah. Yeah. Great intro too. And I think, you know, just the reminder that came to my mind um, as you were talking, Aubrey, is that, you know, God is our ultimate healer and, and he, you know, he's the one that determines our our health status and he made us to live in beautifully unique and diverse bodies as well. And um, yeah, just a little bit about my story is, you know, similar to what you were saying, Aubrey is, you know, I grew up in the same culture as all of our listeners. Right. And I, you know, I have what some recognize as, as thin privilege. And I did grow up in a naturally thin body. And and I recognize that privilege in the culture that we live in. Um, but even with that lived experience, you know, I, I had experiences where if, you know, things change, if physical changes were being made, you know, people would comment on them and just kind of the identity tie that can come in with that. And, um, just the way that, you know, people feel the need to compliment or comment on negatively if, if things are changing and just really having to work through that in my own experience of, realigning misplaced identity in body and body image and body size. And not only did that not equate to my health status, which often it very well did not, um, but it most certainly did not equate to my purpose or my identity. Um, you know, there, there was a season of my life a little bit later in life um, around when I finished grad school that, you know, my, my weight had changed and, um, and it really was, you know, something that people kind of commented negatively on, but I look back at that season and just see that I took the care of myself that I needed. And that was a season where I prioritized, you know, taking care of my mental health and also just recognizing that throughout different seasons of lives, our life, 
um, our bodies are made to change. You know, our bodies are not going to be at the same size all throughout our life. Um, and just, I think recognizing that is important is that we are made to grow and change and evolve and, and really need to get away from the cultural norm of people kind of commenting on that and, and, you know, whether a positive praise or whether a negative kind of, you know, sidearmed comment, um, there's really so much more to us to talk about than our, our body sizes. Oh yes. A hundred percent. And we actually just, um, last week had a, a podcast guest share her own story of just falling into like an image focused health and how it, it started with, um, comments like, you know, people well-intentionally giving compliments on her, um, body shrinking and how that started and seemed harmless, but it kind of started this path that led down to a, a not healthy place for her. Um, and so I, I love that you point that out. And yes, Megan and I are both, um, we do recognize that we have both, uh, grown up with a little bit of, we don't, we can't, we can't say that we've experienced being in a larger body and all the um, stigma and harsh things that can come for people in our society that have that. Um, but we can say that we've gotten to walk with people who um, have walked in a larger body and found more peace about their health, um, no matter their size. And so that's always just so encouraging to see that your identity doesn't have to be tied up in that, no matter what your struggles or what people have commented um, in the past. So I love, I love that you bring that out, Megan. Um, if you are listening and you're like, I just, man, I've just, again, I've been told all this time that I need to lose weight for my health, that I'll feel better, that all of my problems will be solved if I lose weight. Um, what are some of the health practices associated with health irrespective of body weight? And what I mean is, we're, we're really, we're not trying to like ignore that. What we're trying to do is address that question head on. If health is really what we're after or what the concern is, um, physical health, the research again shows that it's not necessarily tied to um, our body weight, but more tied to the way that we care for ourselves, um, our mindset, all of these things that tie into holistic health. So Megan, could you just kind of identify some of those um, health practices Associated sure. with health. Yeah. Yeah. So as a, a dietitian, probably won't be surprised that I'll start, you know, kind of with the eating component, but definitely, you know, nourishing ourselves with regular meals and snacks and just going a little bit above and beyond that too, is we have to be eating enough. That is actually the, the foundation of nutrition is adequacy. And um, many people, but many women specifically are actually not eating enough. And, and that can come from coming off of years of dieting or maybe struggling with, with disordered eating or an eating disorder. Um, but even, you know, kind of, again, going back to what culture praises, but when we are not eating enough, we are actually slowing down our metabolism. We are slowing down bodily functions, um, 
and preventing our body to living at, you know, it's optimal, more joyful health experience. And so, you know, really kind of foundation to that with eating is eating enough and eating regular meals and snacks. You know, um, if you've dieted in the past, maybe you've tried, you know, skipping out on things here and there, but really just establishing that rhythm of regularity, um, is, is just so beneficial and, and foundational truly. Um, and then, you know, kind of digging in deeper cause, cause eating and, and movement tend to be the top two that culture kind of pinpoint to as health practices, but even movement, as we talk about in joyful health is just so much more than, you know, getting a workout in it is taking deep breaths. It is building connection with your body. It's, you know, slowing down and doing some stretches, helping your nervous system to regulate and just really, you know, building that connection and rebuilding that bodily trust, um, and attunement with, with your whole being. And so movement can really be so gentle and so different in different seasons of life as well. Um, and so, you know, kind of keeping that in mind and really evaluating, you know, what your needs are and what your body's needs are in this season. And then, you know, some other just foundational health practices um, that I'm sure most of you all are pretty familiar with is just getting enough sleep, right? Again, these foundational things that we tend to overlook, or, you know, maybe we get caught up in hustle culture and we try to stay up an hour later or wake up an hour earlier, um, probably even with good intentions, but just we need to really put these foundational health practices back in place. And, and remember too, that, you know, when we are resting in Christ, you know, when we are kind of getting away from that striving and hustle mentality is really where God just meets us in helping us learn how to better steward our health. And then, you know, just a couple to um, practice other practices that came to my mind is, you know, hydration, right? Again, something that sometimes we overlook, you know, maybe starting your day with a glass of water, making sure you're drinking enough throughout the day. Some of us tend to go to just coffee or tea right away in the morning, but really getting in some water and, and hydration all throughout our day. Um, and then, you know, lastly too, is maybe having like a gratitude practice and really, you know, kind of focusing on um, heart posture and of course, spiritual nourishment as well. But even, you know, having a gratitude practice can really kind of shift our attitudes and our heart posture. And of course, you know, as Christians inviting, you know, a faith component into that as well. But, you know, as you can see, as I kind of explain each of these, they are just also beautifully in intertwined and they really over, over time, just, um, develop these beautiful unforced rhythms of grace, which, um, in the message version of Matthew 11, 28 through 30, I just love the message version version of those verses. It says, are you tired, worn out, burdened by religion? Or I would also substitute, you know, maybe culture. And it's a call from Jesus to come to me, get away with me and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. Um, and again, it's just that overarching theme of, you know, spiritual nourishment and walking throughout life step in step with the Holy Spirit, um, of course, is really the most foundational 
you know, health per se, or just life well-being practice that we can have an effect, right? Yes. And I'm sure, you know, as we're listening, probably none of these are extremely surprising to you um, as far as what health practices are associated with long-term health. Um, But I think that's encouraging. And it also points to the importance of trusting in God's grace and um, letting go of, I would call it the religion of perfect eating and perfect exercising, right? Um, Or even perfect health behaviors. Because in reality, we don't, when we have a mindset of, I just need to do these things so that I can either check off a box, I've been good, or so that I can shrink my body or, you know, like have this forceful control. It doesn't actually result in us um, practice doing those practices long-term because we end up uh, feeling burned out. Um, No one continues to do things that don't cause joy and don't create peace in their lives. And so that's why we always come back to this place of, you know, if you're not experiencing joy in any of your health practices, if they're maybe rooted in a place of trying to earn your worth or um, just only change your body, then we believe that grace is missing. Um, There's a definition of joy that's basically joy is grace expressed. Um, So if we don't have joy, we're not receiving grace in those areas. And we can be confident that, again, the scientific research shows that no matter what your body weight, there can be someone in a body weight that might, you know, on the BMI scale, which we can talk about a whole nother episode, (laughs) um, we don't believe is very valid, um, might be, you know, higher or considered, you know, in the obese category and everyone you know, your doctors are freaking out and hopefully not, but many health professionals are, are saying all of these kind of like fear inducing messages, but they are practicing, um, these gentle, grace-fueled nourishing practices for their body. And they end up having better health markers, um, than someone who is in a quote, smaller body or in a quote, normal BMI range and who is not, um, practicing gentle nutrition, joyful movement, um, caring for their body from a place of grace, but rather maybe restricting um, or being harsh with their bodies. So another one that we didn't list, list, just to be fair, because both of us are dietitians, so we like to focus on the intuitive eating aspect, um, but it's just not smoking, um, not drinking excessively. Those are other really huge ones that play just as much of a role in our longevity as um, our eating and our moving. So I think that's important to kind of point out there, but I'm going to skip ahead a little bit, Megan, to to do one of these questions to ask, because I think it's important and you sort of started to bring it up. If someone, um, if someone isn't unsure, how can they assess whether or not they're at a healthy weight without weighing themselves? So I have, I have one thought and then I want you to kind of talk about it from there. One I would just like to reframe this right away. Instead of saying, am I at a healthy weight? Can we reframe that question to, am I in a healthy place? Can you elaborate on that? Yeah, I love that. And and that's a question that I ask my clients right away when I start working with them is what is your vision of health, right? Because we do all have very different visions of, or even, you know, what is your vision of you living a healthful life, you know, of rhythms of unforced grace, 
per se, you know, um, what's your vision for you? Because we all, you know, we all have different visions of, you know, what we might want to prioritize or what freedom looks for us. Right. Um, and so I think, you know, how we figure out is, when we're in that place is really kind of starting out visualizing, right. And just figuring out what that will look for us. You know, when we're stuck in the dieting mentality, we are just often, you know, we're experiencing uh, restriction and deprivation and dieting. Um, and then, you know, sometimes we even swing to the other side and then we can get into kind of that rebellion and overeating, but really just finding a place where we can settle um, and just, you know, discover that grace, right. And just discover that place where we are not striving anymore, but we are truly just resting, um, and enjoying a full life, right. That's often what comes up for a lot of my clients is they want, you know, more time and energy being spent with their loved ones, right. They, um, want to be able to eat well and nourish their bodies and enjoy food, but not have it be this taxing to do, or this, Thing that is just taking up so much mental space for them. They want to have more energy. They want to have better moods, you know? So some of these physical symptoms too, maybe sleeping better, maybe having less pain. Um, and so really, you know, too, even with that, you know, some of, um, some of the, you know, feeling based ones or more intuitive based indicators really are kind of this beautiful gray space, or as we say, in joyful health, grace space, right. Um, where, you know, it is just very intuitive it's within us and it can even be hard to kind of put a, like to explain sometimes. Right. But we just want to feel better in this life. And really, I think often just be living more of a filling, fulfilling so that we can better, um, fulfill our calling in Christ, right. So that we can, um, live full lives by grace. Um, anything else that comes to mind for you, Aubrey, that I left out? No, that was so good. Yeah. I think that's something, um, we all have to ask ourselves and even, you know, even with lab, I also mentioned like, okay, are your labs good? Is your blood pressure good? Um, is your blood sugar levels and regulation good? And those can be great indicators, but you even have to take those sometimes with a grain of salt and dig a little deeper because sometimes um, they're not as straightforward as you might think. Um, and I think the best indicator is just assessing like, yeah, how am I living fully? Do I have more mental clarity? Um, am I energized? Do I feel like I can act in love? Um, or am I obsessed with this one area of health? Um, and then, yeah, how do I, how do I feel in my body? Am I able to sleep well? Um, and I think feeling in our body, we also have to come to terms with, okay, am I experiencing, um, energy and all of this, but I feel uncomfortable in my body because of, just how it looks or how I'm perceiving my value tied to my looks? Um, or am I really feeling physical pain? Because <laughs> there's a difference. You know, we always like, if, if someone says like, I feel fat or I feel gross. Um, and they're like, just so used to tying that to their weight. Um, I always ask the second question, you know, like, okay, well, is there something going on you know, yesterday, your body was the same size. Did you feel that way yesterday? <laughs> you know, because a lot of times there's maybe something going on under the surface um, that isn't necessarily 
your body size that we need to blame. Um, so that's, that would be just some more, just some more questions. I'm thinking if someone's like, well, you know, cause a lot of times, again, we come with this preconceived notion that you have to be in a certain body to have not just health, but joy and acceptance and love. Um, and that's not true at all. Um, we know that we are accepted in Christ and we know that we have all that we need in him. Um, and we just need to receive it sometimes and, um, sort of break away from those preconceived, like, well, I have to have, I have to do this first and weight can definitely be one of those things. So that was a rabbit trail that probably didn't answer your question, Megan, but no, no, that's great. I, you know, my kind of takeaway from that is too, we do have to dig deeper, right? We have to find our deeper why than weight. And I think that's so good. And you know, that's something that sometimes I spend a week or two with clients, or sometimes I spend a month or two with clients because we are all different and it, you know, all of our journeys just look so unique and really our journeys are just not linear. You know, they are, there's ups, there's downs. And again, you know, as we kind of discover and uncover this beautiful rhythm, it becomes more of like a wave instead of these mountain peaks and valleys. But, you know, a huge step of that is, is finding our deeper why and really kind of pressing into that. Um, and that really does go hand in hand with what I was saying of kind of what is you, your unique vision of health for your life, you know, while you're, while you're on this earth, what are your priorities? What does that look like? And, um, and yeah, I think, you know, so sometimes when we feel like we're not at a healthy place, um, you know, what are some other things, Aubrey, that you can think of that we can do to um, help us get there that aren't maybe just so focused on weight? Yeah, um, I love that you already reframed that question. What if I don't feel like I'm in a healthy place? So really, again, practicing asking that over um Am I at my healthy weight? Because again, weight can fluctuate in different seasons. If we don't feel like we're in a healthy place, I think, you know, a very practical thing after we've thought about that deeper why than weight, after we've kind of done that self-examination with the Holy Spirit is then to look at, okay, what's the most obvious like health behavior um, that I think I want to change that is really accessible for me to change? Um, and then, and start there. I think all of us can think of something. It's very tempting to be like, well, I want to change everything at once. Um, but if there's something that you're like, you know, I've really been thinking about shutting my phone off before I go to sleep, like taking an hour away from that. Okay. Focus on that first, um, and find a way to do that. Um, that is going to bring you joy. I know like Casey has created this, um, habit, changing worksheets for how to start a joyful movement habit. And it kind of walks you through just the whole process of starting a habit, um, how to make it joyful, how to make it obvious, how to make it easy. And you can use that um, same process for anything that you want to start. You can also work with a coach or a dietitian like Megan um, to have you just help give you ideas. And really it's just listening to you too, uh, as you might bounce different um ideas and thoughts off of her and then pick something that's going to provide both short and long-term joy. So let's just use the sleep habit. For instance, I love reading. So I'm like, okay, I need to shut my phone off so I can fall asleep better. 
And that's going to be joyful for me if I can use that time to read a favorite fiction book or to read my Bible because I don't sometimes don't get to that throughout the day with my kids. Um, and so that brings me joy. That makes that habit um, more, yeah, more doable and um, more rewarding long-term. And then I would say from that place, just, yeah, just assessing as you do that, assessing every other area of your life before you assess weight, like, Hey, well, am I eating regularly? Am I um, listening to my body or am I kind of rushing through my days? Am I moving my body for joy or am I punishing it and then not moving it all for weeks on end? Um, just different <laughs> questions to look at before you go to, um, I need to lose weight or I need to change my body size. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's so good. And, and I love kind of that distinguisher factor of joy. Right. And I feel like the joy is really just what carries us through. Right. And, you know, we tend to, in our culture, again, think of like motivators or, you know, and, and yes, like achieving small goals builds momentum and, and kind of keeps you going, but really that joy is what is the sustain sustainable thing. Right. And we're going to just naturally want things to be our rhythm and want them to be part of our lives when they are just serving us well and are bringing us joy. And um, of course, we practice grace in discovering that and just recognize that, you know, again, life isn't going to be linear. Our our journeys are not going to be linear. And even again, the foundations or these health practices per se that we want to put in place are with flexibility and they are with grace and um, but also just when they help us to feel good, when they bring us joy, we're going to want to tune into that. And the joy comes from God and it is also going to be bringing us closer to him and kind of just that all encompassing, you know, overall lifestyle of you know, when we are becoming, you know, healthier people and when we're, you know, turning to Christ more deeply, then we are able to better pour out into others more, you know, and kind of this community element that then comes in with connection. You know, we kind of start with our personal connection of, of mind, body, and spirit. But then as we are taking care of that and stewarding that well, it really will overflow into the larger body of Christ, right? Um, yes. Yeah. And that's, that's another health practice, which, you know, it's funny, but like all of these things, when we're operating in our freedom in Christ and we're rooted in that identity, um, these things kind of come secondary, like seek first the righteousness of God and all these things will be added to you. I think about that. It's like, yeah. And then when we naturally become connected with other people, that's also so good for us. Mm -hmm. It's so good for us, right. To be connected with other people. Um, and often, you know, restricting and seeking weight loss at all costs um, has the opposite effect, has kind of an isolating, isolating effect on us. So I know we want to, we kind of want to keep these episodes short so you guys can take some of this information um, and think about it, apply it to your own lives. I would say, Megan, are there any other like really just quick tips for someone who is trying to, um, surrender weight or just really discover whether they want to surrender weight change as a goal? Yeah, I, you know, I don't say this to be invalidating, but just, you know, maybe try to shift your focus off of weight. You know, we recognize the why, you know, that is important. Again, you know, we kind of touched on that, but 
Um, I think, you know, kind of hand in hand with that is just recognizing that there are so many factors that influence our body weight, you know, to name a couple, and there's literally over a hundred, but genetics, stress level, physical activity, medications, and, you know, just recognizing there are so many factors that not only impact our weight, but also just recognizing, you know, that weight can be one indicator of health, but again, there are so many indicators of health. And so, you know, we would just really encourage you to try to shift your focus for now and just try to take that focus away from weight, you know, so maybe don't weigh yourself for a while, hide your scale, throw away your scale, um, you know, take a break from weighing yourself because, you know, when we are weighing ourselves, it gives us a number, which is just such a black and white thing, but we really want to just move away from that kind of arbitrary number and just be able to, you know, shift our focus inward. And so, you know, kind of along with that is, is focus on your, more of your inward symptoms, you know, so your overall health, maybe your mental well-being, your energy levels, you know, how you're feeling throughout the day, how your relationships are with loved ones. Um, and then just also, you know, understand that you're allow your body to settle, right. And know that this can take time. Um, you know, especially again, depending on your history with dieting, disordered eating and, or an eating disorder, but really try to throughout that process, surrender that to the Lord, because he really just has that rest for us. He wants us to break free from our striving mentality. Um, and just to focus, you know, on caring for our bodies, listening to our bodies. And ultimately that discernment comes from the Holy spirit. So the more we press into, um, God and the Holy spirit throughout the process, you know, he cares about the details of our lives so much. And we often forget that, like he wants to walk out these struggles with you. Um, he wants you to feel good in your body here in this life, but he also wants you to know that he made you on purpose. Um, and so, you know, really just, those are kind of a couple tangible things we can do is shift our focus away from weight, you know, take a break from weighing ourselves, um, try to, try to focus more on some of these overall health, um, you know, maybe more feeling or intuitive based, um, and then really just showing yourself kindness for your journey and accepting your journey where it's at, um, and just recognizing too, that, you know, God's design is just so beautifully wise and wonderful, um, but often we're just so busy and distracted. So if we can slow down, tune in, listen, um, he just really has so much goodness for us. Yes, those are wonderful. Um, we, we totally recognize that you guys may still want to lose weight. Um, again, especially if just growing up in our culture and how, um, our bodies are commented or treated based on our weight. But I just want to encourage you again to what Megan said, but seek, seek the Lord and ask yourself also at what cost, um, at what cost will pursuing a smaller body or a different weight come and, and answer yourself. Honestly, this isn't, we don't have the answer for you. Um, but will that pursuit, will it produce a harvest of peace and righteousness or something different. Um, and that's, that comes straight from a verse in Hebrews, Hebrews 12, talking about discipline it says that godly discipline produces a harvest of peace and righteousness in our life. And I think sometimes, um, the, the discipline we're trying to do to our bodies with weight loss doesn't produce that 
harvest of peace and righteousness. Um, and we just, we just haven't taken the time to maybe ask ourselves at, at what cost it comes. But if you guys need help in this area, we are not surprised. That's our, that's what we do, right? That's, um, that's our heart because we know this isn't easy to just let go and surrender. And sometimes we need, often we need each other, right? And Megan um, is such a wonderful resource. We love having her be a coach through our 12-week Joyful Health course. She also offers, um, and for course participants, if you want more one-on-one support throughout that, Megan offers um, support for people who are going through the course. And then she also offers uh, her own one-on-one mentorship program. So Megan, could you talk briefly about those for those who are interested? Yeah, for sure. So um, I have both a three-month and a six-month mentorship experience. And really the goal is just um, to help Christian women find food freedom by fully experiencing freedom in Christ. So again, you know, helping clients overcome that striving and just better tuning in with their bodies and their God-designed cues and, and just discovering rhythms of unforced grace and, um, you know, throughout the mentorship experience, whether in a three month time or a six month time, phase one is uprooting. So really digging deeper into kind of that, why we are talking about, you know, digging into our history with dieting, with food, movement, body image, and really uprooting any cultural expectations, any limiting beliefs we have around that. And then, you know, the takeaway from, Phase one is to really realign any misplaced identity in Christ and just to have that be foundational, right? And then as we move into phase two of the program, which is uh, our mentorship experience, which is planting in grace, we really start to discover these life-giving rhythms, you know, kind of putting in some of these foundational health practices that we talked about. And again, making that unique and tailored um, to you. And, you know, at different points in life, sometimes we really just need a mentor or coach just walking step in step with us and, you know, holding us accountable, offering us different accountability and support. And the thing that I love most about Grace Rooted Nutrition is that as a fellow believer, I get to pray with you. I get to walk through that journey in faith with you. Um, And then phase three of our mentorship program is discovering the fruit of freedom. So really just finding freedom from any guilt or shame around dieting, exercise, or body image, and just, you know, discovering confidence in making food choices that are rooted in grace and just having, you know, increased confidence and um, in nourishing and just taking care of our overall health. And again, that being unique to you and your life so that you can, again, live out a more full life for Christ. I love that. Yes. And I love that you mentioned, you know, just having another um, praying presence, a believer in your corner can be so, so helpful. Um, And I, I want to end this episode with a prayer over all of those who are listening, who are, you know, maybe struggling with that question. Am I at a healthy weight? Does, do I need to pursue this um, different weight at this point? Or do I need to surrender and walk on another path? And so Megan, would you pray for all of those who are listening to this episode or who will listen? Yes, I would love to. So 
Dear Lord, I just invite you into the heart and mind of each of our listeners, Lord. I just pray that you would meet them where they are at today, Lord, that you would just shower them with your grace and your peace and your comfort. I know that our health journeys feel so daunting and just feel so overwhelming at times in the world that we live in, Lord. Um, And I just pray that you would just meet our listeners with your grace and um, where they may be striving. I pray that they would find your rest, Lord, Um, where they may be seeking control and just kind of white knuckling their way through health and life, Lord. I just pray that they would find the peace of surrender in you. Um, and where any fears are existing, any fears are just having a stronghold over their life, Lord, I just pray that you would help them to trust you because it is through you and in you that we um, we just bear fruit, Lord. And I just pray that um, each of our listeners would, you know, get some help and support that they need, whether in you, Lord, maybe in a friend, um, in the joyful health course, or, you know, signing up for a coach or mentorship experience, Lord, I just pray over their journeys that they would discover rhythms of unforced grace and that they would just be able to um, live full lives and just live out their calling for you, Lord. Um, And I just pray over the rest of their day that they would just feel your peace and feel your, your nearness in their life, Lord. Thank you so much for being such a good, good father. And thank you so much for caring about these intimate details of our lives and for, um, designing us so beautifully with these cues that we can, that we can just tune into. And I just pray that you would help each of us to, um, steward our health well, but also, you know, just rest in you and knowing that you hold our future Lord in your name. We pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Megan. And if you guys want to connect with Megan, learn more about her coaching services, we're going to link all of that information in the show show notes and on our um, episode page. So until next time, may you guys rest in his grace and follow the joy. Bye. Bye. Hey, thanks so much for listening. A very special thank you to all our podcast guests, along with Dwayne Goldbeck for podcast editing and Maddox Schuler for writing and recording our podcast music. 